0: Good morning, and welcome to the session, More Than a Right-Sized Box, Automation Trends in Secondary Packaging. Who here in the audience orders online? Keep your hands up. Who receives disappointing packaging when you receive the orders that you ordered? All of you? Okay, here are some examples that I recently received. I ordered a little device, and it came in this envelope. And you can see how how wasteful and actually how disappointing that experience was for me to receive that little item in this big envelope. Now, imagine that that had been packaged in a tiny mailer like this, easily loaded, and then delivered like that. That would have been a completely different experience for me. Now, I also ordered a face mask when one could still find them online, and it came in this box. And again, that was such a disappointing experience. There was filling material in it, and it's pretty obvious that if you look at the size, how much waste there was actually in that shipment. Not only for the material, but also for the entire supply chain. Now imagine that this had been packaged in a little pouch similar to this, to this one right here. How professional of an experience that would have been. Minimal material use and also minimal shipping cost. Another one. Plastic. So that was even more disappointing. This was one of our kids. She ordered a little item like that. Look at the mismatch between the package and the product itself. So we now live in a more and more connected world. And before I go into detail, I want to introduce PackSize to you. We are a multinational packaging technology company. We were founded in 2002 and our mission is smart packaging for a healthy planet. Everything we do has to be smart about the packaging that we advocate but also it needs to result in a healthy planet and healthy is a very powerful word for us. It is much more than sustainability, it means the health of the biosphere, it means the health of all of us human beings and it means the health of the planet as a whole. 2018, alone in that one year, we shipped 300 million right-sized packages through the sum of our machines. We have now equipped more than 2,000 fulfillment centers and factories that are all using on-demand packaging, basically shipping in the right envelope, in the right pouch, and also in the right box. Now, as I said, we live in a more and more connected world. and As we order, pretty much all of the items are then delivered to our homes and it could be an envelope, it could be a pouch, it could be a box, but then as we move into the future and we are now in the middle of the fourth industrial revolution, we will actually see a lot of new technologies come online, such as, for instance, potentially drones delivering the packaging to our homes. For instance, and at that point the packaging has to meet completely different requirements. So, what are what do we find that companies are doing to move towards the right size package and to also fool automation over time? What we are finding is that actually the secondary packaging, that is the first item here in this list. The first the secondary packaging is what 63% of all the companies that are working on these kinds of topics are focusing on. Then warehouse handling equipment like automatic store and retrieval systems is the next one. But then also marketing and coding. Also the primary packaging is a concern because what is interesting about the examples that I just used is we actually have two packages. We actually have a primary package that is good for retail purposes and then we have a secondary package that helps with the transportation and the shipping. Now, if we now dive a little deeper on the secondary packaging, which basically most of you have been sharing with us is what you're focused on, then we are finding topics like smaller pack counts. So instead of shipping two or three boxes to a customer, it is consolidated and it is intended to be delivered in just one package. Then we have using less material. That is, that is the next one. We saw that we are using tremendous amounts of material here even though it's not necessary, but then also shrink wrap, just removing the amount of corrugated in general, but then also more robust and sturdy cartons, but then also printing, printing on the box, potentially on demand. That would be one of the bigger drivers and then we have custom sizing the cartons. Now many of these drivers are all resulting in an improved process flow and so what we are finding is is that when you look at all of these customer experiences, those are very disappointing examples. You have a crushed box, you have a lot of plastics in the box. you have actually a, the use of a completely different brand on the on the pampers box that that was not a pampers box actually that was that was shipped inside. And then you have plastic wrappers like at the bottom here and and you can see that. these are very disappointing examples of how we are shipping. Who here in the audience is responsible or, or works in an operation that actually ships the packages to your customers? Many of you. So that is where we are seeing the disconnect between what we actually would like to experience as customers and what we are currently delivering as leaders of fulfillment centers and manufacturing sites. And I would like to help you consolidate and actually unlock unlock or resolve that dissonance that exists today between facilities and the need to be efficient and what we would all like to see as a customer experience this is not a photoshopped image this is actually what is out there we have now created a planet surrounded by microplastic molecules we are finding microplastics now in the Arctic all over the world in the oceans and it is entering the, the ecosystems and also the food chains. Now, If you add up all of the microparticles that we are consuming and that we are digesting into our bodies a week you're coming up with the amount of a credit card size piece of plastic that we are digesting every week at this point and that number is probably more likely going to be greater in the future than in the past. One interesting thing about plastic is that plastic is a man-made polymer. These polymers are derived from fossil fuels and we are creating these polymers which are not biodegradable. In other words, there is no metabolism yet in the biosphere that as soon as we return plastics into the biosphere where it actually can be decomposed and become biodegradable. That is why we are accumulating all of these microplastics all over the world right now. On the other hand, paper is composed out of three polymers, lignin, cellulose, and hemicellulose. And these three polymers are derived from nature through the trees. There are metabolisms out there in nature that can decompose those three polymers within three to five months. That is why when paper enters the biosphere, it actually is completely decomposed and disintegrated into its original molecules and atoms of carbon and hydrogen and minerals so that it can be recycled back into the biosphere. So we have a much more digestible and recyclable material in the form of paper. So I will focus on paper throughout this presentation. Now, here's the packaging waste problem. The example on the left is what I started the presentation with, and the example on the right is the experience and the performance that we are advocating for and that can now be delivered. To give you a couple of data points, there are 24 million truckloads that are completely unnecessary in the United States every year because packaging is too large. 24 million truckloads. These 24 million truckloads burn 1.7 billion gallons of diesel, leaving 17 billion kilograms of CO2 in the atmosphere, completely unnecessarily. If all the package fits, then we could eliminate those 24 million truckloads. So what is at risk for your business by not adopting a more automated, and a more sustainable and a more customer experience oriented packaging solution. This is one of the value at risk waterfalls that we are developing for our customers as we work on the project with them. You can see on the right that's a pretty staggering number, 32 million dollars of value at risk over the next three years by not adopting a high-performance fully automated on-demand packaging system. $32 million at risk over three years for this particular example. You can also see that the waterfall consists primarily out of throughput. Throughput. This is something that is interesting and oft- often overlooked, that actually throughput is one of the largest value drivers for adopting an on-demand packaging system that is also highly automated. That is the column on the left. We're looking at $22 million over three years followed by labor savings, followed by freight savings. And then every business case looks different customer by customer, but we have predicted, we we have developed a predictive analytics tool that based on our more than 2,000 customers worldwide, based on six data points, we can give you a prediction of the value at risk for your particular operation that you will have by not as if you don't adopt an on-demand packaging system with high level of automation. Now, what is interesting about the three-year forward-looking view is the fact that the savings and the value at risk actually accelerates as the future comes closer. Who is, in, who is planning to grow your fulfillment operation over the next three years? Who is planning to shrink Nobody. So here's the interesting thing. If you grow 15% year over year, you will actually be shipping 53% more orders at the end of the third year because of the compounding impact of growth. So in other words, many of the companies that we are now seeing operating a traditional packaging solution with high degrees of labor, they will actually break their systems and they will no longer be able to scale as they grow into the future. If you're growing 20% every year, you will actually be looking at roughly 75% more orders after three years. And so that is what we are planning on as we develop the business cases for our customers. Now, let me share with you a high-level impression of what such automation looks like. So we have about seven automation platforms that can be used in internet retailing that help you automate your own operations from a packaging perspective, depending on what your process flow looks like. Now, I talked about the 24 million truckloads already, but now let's talk about the packaging material. How many millions of trees would you guess are being cut down in just the United States every year to make the paper so that the boxes can be too large. It's a number between one and 100 million trees. Who would like to take a guess how many trees are actually cut down completely unnecessarily? hundred? That is actually really close. It's 98 million trees that are cut down every year so that we have the paper necessary to make the corrugated boxes too large. And that's what you're seeing here, the difference in packaging material between an oversized or traditional packaging system and an on-demand packaging system. Now, a couple of words also about the collapse of the primary and the secondary packaging. We believe that down the road, only one of those two types of packaging will be used. Either the retail package will take on the function of the shipping box, or there will be no packaging going from the manufacturer to the internet retailer who then puts it into the right shipping container. But we can skip one of the two packages, and we as a company at PackSize, we are gearing up towards having both of those options 100% covered for your benefit. Now, the customer experience is what I actually started the presentation with. That is usually the single most important point for retailers, especially those who come from the traditional retailing, where you control the customer experience using temperature, music, scent, appearances within the retail store, and the box is becoming that medium that actually transmits all of that experience over to the customer when the item is delivered. Now let's look at this video. This video was also done using one of the more fully automated packaging systems, but it didn't deliver the right box design, and it also didn't deliver on the opening experience and the recycling experience. So when we talk about customer experience, it is the experience of receiving an undamaged product, being able to easily get into the box, removing the product and then also recycling the packaging or actually reusing the package to return the pack to return the item in case I do want to return it. So here's another experience that we documented here. Take a look. this packaging design actually has a, you can actually look into it. it's pretty amazing how much performance improvement there is in automation and also the right packaging design and the right packaging style but let's not just talk about boxes we are talking about envelopes pouches and boxes to be delivered into your operations process flow at the right time at the right speed in the right size so How do we actually apply automation to your overall workflow? So to achieve the throughput improvements, we need to actually integrate deeply into your operation and into your flow from your store and retrieval system, through packaging, to shipping, and then out the door, out of your building. So we have compiled a couple of case studies here that I would like to walk you through of customers that have done that journey in the past. So, first of all, this is how, on a high level, a traditional fulfillment center looks like. You can see in the top left the store and retrieval system. In some cases, that's fully automated. That could be in a fully automatic uh, store and retrieval system. But very often, you have a very traditional packaging station. And then you need to have many of them because they are not as fast and not as robust. So you have a good portion of your facility taken up by packaging. Now, if you switch this to on-demand packaging, it looks quite different. You have fewer people and much more automation. But this is just one example. There are almost infinitely many ways of how packaging and packaging automation and automation of varying degrees can be integrated into your operations these days. So let's look at Cardinal Health. We got the permission of Cardinal Health to, show, to, to share their journey with you here today. Cardinal Health at Home is the product group that we are talking about here. And you can see on the photographs their traditional setup where they had standard box sizes and, and how that is not the most efficient way of doing it. So Cardinal Health operates nine DCs. They're shipping 1,500 to 8,500 orders per day from their facilities, from tiny items to even furniture-like items. They had an ever-changing box inventory, a lot of warehousing space was tied up. They also had problems with protection and product damage on the shipping to their customers. And they could, they could hardly forecast how packaging could be mapped into their fulfillment process. So here's what they've done. They, they actually had a journey Cardinal Health started in 2016 with their first generation of on-demand packaging. As you can see, this has now been a five-year journey. We are now in the fifth year for Cardinal Health and they will now be entering into their third generation of automation equipment with us. The good thing is that basically the level of automation keeps going up over time which creates a pretty high obsolescence rate for every for whatever automation equipment you're looking at. So that creates a problem. Do you want to be invested into an automation solution that is already obsolete 15, 18, or 24 months down the road when the depreciation times could be as high as seven years? And then you have to stay committed to your automation solution for the next five years when the rest of the world is moving on to an even better and even more automated solution that could not be the right solution for most of our customers so what we have created is a customer journey where every time the most appropriate and the highest automated solution is available to our customer to 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 get into but then to also exit out of to upgrade to the next level of automation, depending on how your process flows are evolving, how you're automating other portions of your warehouse or distribution center. And as you can see here, we're looking at a five-year journey where in 2020, the migration to the next-gen automation solution is now in the rollout phase. But before that, in 2019, we migrated to the X4 And so Packsize has seven as I said earlier has currently seven automation platforms from the x4 to the x5 to the x6 to the x7 and the x8 and a bulk system a bulk packaging system all of them if we add them up seven different platforms today and this is a rapidly expanding set of solutions let's take a quick look at the performance increase that was experienced by this customer as they went into on-demand packaging. You see three broader columns, the singles are on the left, then we have the multis, and then we have the oversized non-conveyables. So as you can see, we're looking at 15,000 units per day in the singles segment, we're looking at 10,000 units per day in the multis segment and we are looking at 3,500 oversized non-conveyable items. All of this has to go through an automated process flow to deliver on-demand packaging. Let's focus really quick on the old process. What I just highlighted here is the old process before on-demand packaging. In the singles we were looking at a rate of 60 to 70 boxes per hour. In the multis we were looking at 40 to 50 items per order, orders per per hour, and in the oversized area we looked at 20 to 25 orders per hour based on whether we are in the peak or in the off-peak scenario. Let's now look at where on-demand packaging helped this customer evolve to. We're looking at now a packaging rate of 850 items per order per hour. No, so 850 cartons per hour, 850. Or 900 if it is in the off-peak. If we're looking at the multis, 275 to 250 per hour. And on the non-conveyables, 40 to 45 per hour. That is an, a staggering increase in performance. You can now imagine how many more years of growth this company can absorb and process through the same building without having to build a new building and and revamp everything that they've done. Because we help them get more orders through the same building using less labor. Now, we looked at the process flows already a little bit earlier. This is an animation of how the system works. We have PECnet. Everything is controlled by one server. This could be a cloud-based, or it could be a locally hosted server, but the first thing we do is we dimensionalize all of the items that are going into your building. Then when you're receiving orders, we are cubing them. That is what PacNet Cube does. Then one of the next steps is that if you have a card building system, then we will optimize your cards so that you have the least walking distance and the highest pick efficiency all of this is run and orchestrated by PECnet. Now, as one of the next steps, we then even do the routing. The routing of the process is also taken care of by PECnet. And then at the end of the process, we can report all of these data points back into your system for further optimization. And the optimization actually never stops, but reporting is one of the bigger features where we can review every day, every hour, every minute how your performance is and we can then optimize your process flow within your packaging system over time. As I said earlier, PackSize has seven automation platforms and which one is the best for you will depend on your process flow, your speed, your dimensions and a lot of characteristics around your operation, but that is what we help you define. And as your operation evolves, one particular automation platform does not continue to be the right one forever. So at that point, we take back the equipment, and we have a long list of customers who would love to use the equipment that we are taking back, especially smaller customers. But then we give you, if you have the volume and if it makes sense for you to upgrade, we give you the latest equipment out of our set of operating solutions here and usually it's the faster and more automated solution over time. I want to conclude with a brief video and then we can go to questions and answers. has any questions regarding the right package size or the levels of automation that are available these days? The, the cost of automating. Yeah. So the cost of automation is actually pretty much nothing because the cost of not doing it is actually much higher. So it it all depends. It can go from 30,000 for a small manual system all the way to 1.2 million for one of the more automated ones or fully automated ones. So the range is actually pretty significant. But the coolest thing is actually that we also have packaging as a service as an alternative business model to you having to invest. And packaging as a service consists out of a technology deployment fee Sort of like if you sign up for a telephone, there's a one-time initiation cost, but then there's a variable cost per unit afterwards in which you can pay for the technology. The examples that we are seeing is, let's say that your variable cost per unit for labor, corrugated, filling material, shipping, let's say that's 60 cents per unit, per order, 60 cents. Then we usually come in way below that way below that. So in in other words you can have the automation technology, in fact you can be fully automated without a single dollar of upfront investment and still have a lower variable cost per unit from day one that the system goes live. But if you're purchasing it then, then of course you would activate this as a regular inventory item and then you would depreciate it over time. But great question because you can have savings on day one with that business model. The question is, what is the recycled content in corrugated? It can be 100%, it's really up to you. Packsize actually has a paper mill investment, or is invested into the paper mill supply chain, but the US still has a lot of virgin fiber that that is available as corrugated liner board, But uh, if you would like to have 100% recycled, we can make that happen. Or if you want to have more virgin fiber, we can make that happen as well. But yeah, it can be, by the way, corrugated fibers can be uh, recycled up to 12 times. The US has a very high recycling rate for corrugated, up to 90%. So 90% of all the corrugated that enters the waste stream is recycled. And we can recycle a fiber up to 12 times. After that, the fiber gets a little bit too short and then it is returned into the biosphere and then decomposes, as I discussed a little bit earlier. But yeah, we can do this uh, up to 12 times, and that, that, is, a, that is a very well-established process. the question is how do we uh, apply print and apply and how, what the clearance is i think we would actually design that for you uh, because we are we are supplying cabinet companies we are also supplying internet retailers so our systems all have to work for high speed for fulfillment internet retail operations but also for manufacturers that ship couches or cabinetry so if we do a print and apply module we would we would love to design that and we would have to discuss what what that would have to be Mm-hmm. That is a great question. The question is how the fanfold scores? This is a good observation. All of our machines are feeding from a Z-fold. we call it Z-fold, a Z-fold, folded, corrugated. And so statistically speaking, there is a random Z-fold score in a box and that could actually be anywhere in the corrugated. Now the good news is and the question is does that weaken the performance of the protection or does it does it provide less protection now? The, uh, the Z Fold score is parallel to the fluting of the corrugated so, so that is where the corrugated already doesn't have a lot of strength anyway. We are not weakening parallel to the to the flooding so what we have found is is we have not found that to be a significant effect but from a visual perspective it could be it could be something that when, when we started 18 years ago in 2002 here in the us that was that was one of the biggest concerns actually i think the market with now more than 2,000 facilities up and running the market now has proven that that is not a limiting factor to our solution Well, if there are no more questions, I want to thank you incredibly much for, for coming. And let's see how we can make the world a better place with an awesome customer experience, with the right packaging, right envelope, right pouch, right box. And if you have any more questions, feel free to go over to our booth. That would be 8832. And if you have any questions afterwards, I'm still here for a few more minutes, but then you can also feel free to visit us at our booth. Thank you incredibly much for coming.